Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Society doesn't want you to blame anything but yourself. It's a trait, not mental health. People out there is not going to understand you until you let them know. You definitely got to take into account your mental health. You have to tune into your own mind. Casanova back again for Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Uh, one, I want to appreciate everybody that's been tuning into my uh, podcast, listening to it. I really definitely appreciate everybody uh, for listening. Um, also, I appreciate everybody's been buying the book. So if you haven't bought the book, go buy it, Black Men's Mental Health Bible. And also there's another book, Black Men's Mental Health Journal. Uh, it's the Bible for mental health for black men. We need to understand, you know, what's going on with us. And we need to have uh, some understanding of how to deal with it. This book gives you the information, please. I've had people come to me uh, from black men and from women that are dealing with black men in all races and said that that this the book gave them a different perspective of their partner and the struggles we go through and that everything isn't just uh you know wound up as um you know is it just you know oh he's he got problems or something like that you know what i'm saying so i want to uh, appreciate everybody's buying the book get the journal as well the journal is important because as black men we don't uh keep up with ourselves we don't sleep correctly we don't eat correctly we don't give ourselves daily affirmations so please buy the journal too this is that journal is something for you to go through and see where you're at, what you're doing and better yourself on a day to day. What you put into your body, how you sleep, what you say yourself is very important. So definitely get it it's on Amazon. My links are on the website and everywhere you everywhere you can find me on any social media. OK, so. What is today's topic about? Um, I'm going to say today's topic is about the mental health lie we've been told. And what I mean, the lie is I've been doing a lot of things with mental health besides running my company. I'm also uh, a TV producer right now. I produce a television show for, for our network right now and doing stuff like that. But I've been doing uh, speaking engagements and and a lot of different things with this, you know, doing uh, interviews, uh, you know, uh, media interviews. I've been doing a lot. And um, every time I talk about mental health especially when it comes to black men, I get this, this feeling of a pushback. And let me say what I mean by the feeling of the pushback. Um, I feel like when I say it, they look at me like what I'm saying isn't relevant or I'm being very de uh, divisive. Um, it seems like that when I talk about black men's mental health, everybody wants to address the black community's mental health problems and women in mental health. Um, I see that when I'm looking at different articles or, or videos that 
a lot of times I see to argue that mental health is is more detrimental in t- in the female community of African Americans than the males. It's, it affects them more than it does us. I, I you know I see that you know all mental health in general. I mean I see this downplay. You know it's it's like the you know when you say Black Lives Matter, you know somebody replies All Lives Matter. You know and um, that's where I'm getting. I did this. Um, I did this uh, speaking engagement uh, here in Florida uh, at this uh, men's health summit. And um, I sat there and I spoke a lot of uh, great things. And, you know, a lot of people were feeling, you know, a lot of people were really into it. Um, But there were those people that were looking at me kind of like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. There is no problem there. You know, now nobody said that. So I'm not here to judge anybody. Nobody said to me directly, oh, Cass, you know, what you're saying is bold. Nobody said that. But, you know, when you're in a, a room of people and you get that vibe and that feeling of, hey, when they're looking at you and um, I saw it, I felt it. It was one of my first speaking engagements on just that topic. Usually I'll do a speaking engagement about different things. Uh, you know, I'm an advocate for youth and, 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 and employment and the podcast guru stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, so but this one was just particularly I was speaking about black men's mental health. And um, it was a great crowd, great people there. But then, you know, you have that feeling in the room. And it was. It was like a new subject. You know, a lot, a lot of the black men were looking at me with awe to, you know, they were looking at me like, wow, this brother is actually saying shit that relates to me. You know, I, I saw it in their in their eyes, you know, hopefully I changed their lives or opened the conversation for them in their life because they came afterwards. Your brother, what you said was so hit the point, you know, so, you know, it, it did what it's supposed to do when I get, go out there and speak. But there were some others that really kind of looked at me like I was speaking foreign language, like what I was saying was irrelevant. And um, throughout the last, I would say, <clears throat> month that I've had, I, I've seen that it's been a a struggle for people to get the concept that mental health is really something that is an issue with black men. Um, it started when I first tried to publish the book. Shout out to Amazon. Like I said, the book is on Amazon now. So, you know, no, no problem. I don't have no problem with them. But when I first went to publish the book, they were telling me that the stuff I was saying wasn't relevant. Um, that the stuff that I was saying wasn't relevant for the readers out there. Now, for one, I didn't know that Amazon, I published another book on podcasting um, and um, had no problem with that. Didn't hear nothing from them at all. Everything was fine. I published this book and they went through it with a fine tooth nail. Like at first, you know, there was some stuff in there that I, I should have taken out. You know, I'm a new writer, so I did uh, go to some PLR stuff, you know, and stuff like that. So they they first they they said that I was like, all right, you know, I get that. So I actually went back and wrote 
a completely brand new book within like two days, like a completely brand new book, completely different than the other one. Everything original as far as like concept, everything completely, whatever, everything that I did use, I referenced properly. You know, I did it properly the second time, you know, because I was like, you know what? I don't want to get caught. You know, I don't want my books, books to be flagged or anything like that. Then they came back saying that this book was not relevant. And I and I and, and I kept asking. We kept going back and forth. They're like, "Well, the information you have proved to us that is public." I was like, "Okay, well, if you have the book, pretty much the book, all it really is is the DSVM five. You know, the book. I, I believe I'm saying that correctly. The book that has all the psychology, uh, all the mental health." Uh, terms, you know, anxiety, depression, the, the legal term uh, for them. And then I did after after the explanation of what it is, then then it's the black man's experience. And then I took a story or situation or something like that that relates to black men. So you understand how this anxiety, how this mental health looks in our community, looks to a black man. Um, they kept saying that I needed to reference where I got it. And I'm like, you know, oh, you're using stuff that isn't, um, is it public domain? I was like, well, okay, the DSVM, DS, DSM five, uh, you know, is, you know, nobody owns the definition of what mental health is. You know what I'm saying? Nobody owns that. You know, that's not something that's owned. And then the stuff that I did use, I referenced a doctor that explained the history of mental health within the black community, which I think it's important for us to understand. Um, you know, I referenced where I got it from, you know, public, you know, reference. Everything else was originally was original from me. It kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for like four or five days. I get, went back and forth trying to understand them. Um, they still won't let me put it on a ebook for some reason, but if it got through the, um, you know, they even rejected the journal. Now the journal was completely, if you got the journal, it's pretty much worksheets, you know, it's, 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 it's fill in sheets. It's original fill in sheets. There's nothing copy. You can't copyright a design I did on Photoshop to write in things. You know what I'm saying? They even said that was not original content. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's a workbook. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like when I was in, when I was in college, right? You get the, you get the book, you know, the textbook. And then usually the teacher, either they have one or they buy one, they, uh, they, uh, give you a workbook. So while you're reading this stuff or doing things, you have the workbook to write your information in or answer questions, you know, it's just, just ongoing. So that's pretty much what this it, it is. It's a workbook. The journal is a workbook, a journal where you could put in your stuff, nothing copyrighted, but they kept coming back saying that that stuff wasn't original until I started to understand that it probably was a white person that was on the other side that saw the black men's mental health Bible and probably took offense to it. Probably thought that it was some militia type thing, <clears throat> took offense to it. Maybe they were a Republican or, you know, all eyes matter person or a Trump or I don't know. And they probably took offense to it. Um, and read through it and tried to do everything they could to stop the book because it probably offended them. You know, 
people always get offended when you focus on your people or a subject that's dear to you and is not including them. People tend to get offended by that. Uh, hence, all lives matter, black lives matter uh, situation. Um, <clears throat> and that was a real problem to me. It shows how much black men's mental health is not important to people how people take offense. So that's one. Two, when I talk to people about, I, I was talking to this uh, a young white lady and, you know, about black men. So she's like, well, you know, all mental health is not covered properly. I'm like, that's not true. Mental health within other communities, other races is covered well. Um, there's a lot of help for it. There's a lot of understanding for it. But when it comes to black men, it really isn't. Um, that's just prevalent by what you see on the news. You know, when we do a crime, it we're thugs, we're oversexed, we're rapists, we're uh, predators and things like that. But when a white person does it, it's mental health issues, the <clears throat> abandonment issues, uh, issues when they were younger or whatever. They give you a sob story of why they're the way they are. But when it comes to black men, they don't do that at all. Uh, even black women get more sympathy uh, on online when it comes to to that because they're a woman in general a woman gets more sympathy when things have happen to her regardless of the race do black women have their own mental health issues and stuff to deal with of course they do so i'm not negating you know them and i'm not negating our black queens out there you know saying that <clears throat> they don't have any mental and all that stuff but that's not what this is about so you know um so it's 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 funny you know every 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 where we look there's always a issue when it comes to black mental health and people don't understand that, especially when it comes to men. And I'm just trying to have a conversation so black men could understand that and get help. I'm no way making an excuse for any deadbeat dads, any serial rapists, any people that are violent. I, I'm not making an excuse for it. So at the end of the day, I think some people maybe look at it as like, oh, he's making an excuse for people and why they do things. Not at all. Like not at all. Even in my book, I always say this is it's never right to be a rapist and then blame pass on your sexual problems. No, not at all. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. But if you are having feelings and thoughts and concerns and you don't know why, instead of you acting on impulse, try to get help to see what's going on. And it's not encouraged within our community at all. Um, it's actually, you know, um, a lot of examples, you know, another example was um, I don't know if people know Superhead. She is a woman that has been in the uh, industry, entertainment industry, and slept with a lot of people. Uh, she was a brief porn star for a while. She slept with a lot of people in Hollywood, rappers, actors, stuff like that. She published a book, and she continues to talk about what she's done. This week, she um, came on. Uh, she had an interview, I believe. I don't know. Don't quote me, but it was an interview. It was all over the blogs and stuff where she stated that when Michael B. Jordan and Chris Brown were teenagers, he had sex with them. Now, I think it went on to our crew explain when they were 18. So technically they were legal. But is there any way that a man, a black man, especially a black man, I mean, a man in general, but such a black man could go on an interview and said, I slept with this girl when she was a teenager. 
Would you think, oh, 18? No, not at all. See, but she gets a pass because she's a woman. You know, as a man, we're supposed to man up like, oh, yeah, that's a, a badge. Oh, you slept with a girl when, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now, to be honest, I thought I think it was probably younger, maybe 17, 18, uh, 16, 17, 18. But you know what? There's no evidence. So I all I'm doing is assuming. So, you know, but even that wordage, nobody will put that in an article that this black man slept with a, a teenage black girl, white girl. And nobody would question that. That 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 person will have to give give more questions, more more answers. We need to know more details. But she could say that, and nobody bats an eye about it. And people don't understand that when you're that age, your sexual understanding is developing. So if you're doing that, and and, and you know you're you're having intercourse with older women, you're not understanding your sexuality, understanding what it is, what you like. You know, you're not having that developed stage. You know. That's a problem. But, you know, for black men, that's a badge of honor and nobody's going to bat an eye about that. She's not a pedophile. She's not a predator at all. Not at all. And it just continues to be more and more incidences out there in the world where when it comes to black men, the rules are different when it comes to mental health is non-existent. It's unfair and is non-existent. I said something during the, the speak, uh, during the, uh, the, my speaking engagement, where I said that, unfortunately, mental health with black people, the negativities of mental health is described or put on us as a trait rather than mental health. And let me explain that. When a person, when a black man is aggressive, they say he's just aggressive because black people are aggressive. Now there's this new theory out there that is saying that this gene M37 or some gene is in black people that makes us more aggressive, uh, particularly in black men. And that when uh, the uh, see, and this is this, this is white people making themselves seem better. Think about it. When they 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 said that when white people when black people left when the white people and when the white people ancestry white people left africa look look how they say that they don't say when black people left africa no. when ancestry white people left africa they went on to be farmers so over time that aggressive gene they didn't need it but the black people kept it because they were in africa fending against tigers and tribal wars and stuff and we've kept that so white people so think about it they're saying that white people left Africa, right? Went somewhere else and became better people because they were farmers. And we stayed aggressive. That is really true. Look it up. It's true. Now, I don't know about anybody else. I don't know any wars that were, were um, initiated by Africa. I don't remember World War One, including Africa, as far as us being bombing Pearl Harbor. Black, you know what I'm saying? I don't remember World War Two being about anything do with black. Uh, uh, the Korean War, Vietnam, the Spanish War, um, the Civil War. <laughs> um, I don't remember none of these wars that was bloody and. Thousands upon thousands of people die. The Holocaust, uh, all the, I don't remember none of that being anything to do with Africa. Like, like I, I don't remember. Maybe if I'm wrong, if my history is wrong, please correct me. Shoot me an email. Like, yo, Cass, remember 
World War One, the Africans invaded Europe. You know, I mean, let me know because I don't remember any wars being Africa was the aggressor, the aggressors. Um, I, I don't. Also, I don't remember any of those wars being about farming. You know, if they went to be farmers and they were just less aggressive, then they're fighting over their farmland because, you know, they need to eat. So, you know, we got to invade countries or or countries invade us because, you know, we need farmland. I don't remember any of that being about farming. So where is what happened to this gene? I mean, Africa's a big place. We should be on boats evading everywhere. But that didn't happen. Now, people could talk about Egypt and stuff like that, but I don't remember Egypt, even though when they moved the world, you know, I don't remember them being like some aggressive barbarians taking, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 I don't, I don't remember that. Maybe my history is wrong. Maybe somebody could correct me. And if they, you can't correct me, I will post it on my, my uh, page just to, you know, correct myself. But I don't remember that. But now they want to let to let you know that ancestry, Af- white ancestry people from Africa, not saying black people that left Africa. No, no. They don't have that gene because they were farmers. But black people, we have that gene. I don't get it. I I don't get it. Um, but, you know, we're the aggressors, but we're the ones that are pinned on TV all the time. As the aggressors, uh, I don't remember most serial killers being black. Like, shoot, when the uh, DC sniper was discovered, like it was funny because everybody was like, "Oh, it gotta be a white guy." There's no way in hell some black guys going around sniping people. Oh, he's white. And then when we found him, he was black. We was like, "Oh, what?" Because it's just so uncharacteristic of a black person to be a serial killer. Most serial killers, serial rapists, are not black men. You know what I'm saying? Now, are there some? Of course, there's, you know, I, I mean, there, there are serial killers in all countries and all races, don't be wrong. But if you look at statistically in America, if you if we have a serial killer, most of them are white. They ain't black. So where this aggression comes from, um, you know, in America, you know, uh, were we the one hosing down our people? That was white people. KKK, white people, you know. Black Panther Party they talk about was violent, but Black Panther Party didn't go around killing and lynching people. You can say, oh, well, there were some some that killed, and that's fine. But I'm concerned about majority. And the majority of that violence back in the day in America was white people. You know, if we were so violent, why didn't we revolt during slavery? We didn't go around massacring white people. But at the end of the day, they want you to feel that's the that's the system trying to embed into our society that black people are the aggressors. We are the enemy, because at the end of the day, to unite the people, you have to have a common enemy. Think about that. And if I convince all the white people or other races that black people are the enemy, we combine while I do what I do because you think you're my ally. But we're looking over there. We're looking at the black people. Oh, they're the evil ones. But at the end of the day, the white people, you know what I'm saying? And not all white people are bad. I truly do not believe that all white people are inherently racist. I really don't believe that. I believe racism is taught. I believe hate is taught uh, through church, through social interaction. It's taught. 
Because when you have two babies that are hanging out together, they don't see color. They don't see race. They just love each other playing around. We introduce that. We introduce differences. So at the end of the day, I don't believe people who are born racist. Uh, I, I saw uh, Lamont. I believe he he's he's a famous uh, contributor on, on a lot of different TV shows and all that. I believe he's on CNN now. I, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But he said that uh, somebody, a white person asked him, do you think white people are inherently racist? And he said, yes, I don't believe that. I truly don't believe that. Uh, if I do believe that, then there's really no hope in the world. Because if racism is, is, is something that you're born with, then there's no reason for this podcast, other podcasts, freedom fighters, people that there's no point of it. There's just no point at all because there's nothing we could do. You know, now we got to go to science and find the gene that makes it inherent, you know, and that makes you racist and, and try to obliterate that because at the end of the day, that's what you're saying. So I don't believe that. Um, I just believe that at the end of the day, that black men in this country have been put as the enemy and they have put traits on us that are really mental health. You know, you won't have depression if you grew up in a system that your mother wasn't there, your father wasn't there, or your mother was on crack, or, you know, you see a lot of bloodshed, you see a lot of, you know, and you know, you see a lot of stuff. You wouldn't be depressed. You wouldn't have PTSD. If you see killing and shooting and stabbing growing up all your life, you wouldn't have anxiety when at the end of the day, you live in a neighborhood that like a four-year-old girl was just playing in the park and got shot randomly. I mean, I'm going to be worried that I'm going to get shot. I'm not going to sit there and walk in the streets with my head high with confidence, knowing that at any moment I can get shot. If a little four-year-old girl, a little four-year-old boy, or just just a bystander, just doing their thing, living their life, gets shot randomly in the head, and it had nothing to do with them. People could have been beefing with each other, having problems with each other, had nothing to do with them, but they get shot. Of course you're going to have anxiety. Even let's go beyond that. Like you live in a world now where like you could literally wake up to this morning and everything's good. Get in your car, drive down the block and some idiot hits you and you die. Now, of course, we all don't think about that every single day, but that's how life is. So you don't think there's anxiety. Then you put that on top of a black, a black man that raised in a hostile environment where I see every single day my, a picture of myself, not me particularly, but of a black man as the enemy, a black man getting shot, a black man getting harassed. You don't think that's anxiety? Most of the people are minding their business, woke up that day just to live their regular life, driving down, all of a sudden get pulled over. And it ends with somebody dying. You don't think you're going to have anxiety, but nope, that is, we're aggressive, you know, we're oversexed, we're violent, you know, most shootings aren't cops being shot by people, it's cops shooting people, you know, that's not anxiety, I don't even have a fair chance because a cop can shoot me even if I fight, but you know, it, it, like they won't give you a one-on-one. A cop is never going. I've seen, rarely have I've seen a cop put down his, his guns and shoot the fair one. Because if I fight back, I'm resisted arrest. 
And then they 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 shout the as we hear all the time, stop reaching for my gun. Stop reaching for my gun. I mean, that's the famous line before shooting. Because, you know, at the end of the day, when I'm fighting for my life trying to get away, my first instinct is to go grab your gun when I'm trying to get away. Because most of the time they're fighting to get away. They're not trying to shoot you, but nope. Oh, 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 get off the gun. Stop going for my gun. They say, you see, I, I think they're trained like that. They say it real law. Stop going for my gun. Stop going for my gun. Just to justify shooting your ass. And that's the society we live in today. So you don't think that these things are mental health, but no, there's traits. I'm oversexed. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I was told to, I was a man by having sex with this older lady. You know what I'm saying? I'm still developing. I don't know what's going on, but I got some coochie in my face. I got some woman on me giving me sex and I'm still trying to develop myself because I'm told that that's what it is to be a man. I look at the TV every day and see black men being harassed and killed because not that the majority of people that are killed by cops are black because the, the truth is they're not. Most of them are white. White men are mostly killed by cops than black men. But the media puts that out. So that's all I see. I don't get a different perspective. You know, even earlier, I was online and I saw this video come up. It was these local people, uh, uh, these local white people that chased out predators, right? Child predators. Now, in no way do I feel that child predators are cool. It's never cool for you to be, for you to be, um, you know, trying to have sex with little 10, 11 year old girls. Don't, I'm not, again, I'm not with that at all. Not with that. No matter who you are, what you've been through in your life, that's not right. But I, I started to dive a little bit deeper into these cases, right? This particular one, well, a couple of them we were like that, but this one, all of them were minorities. All of them were minority people. And I've always had a problem with the, the catch a predator. And this is why I've had the problem. Because... If you if you set up a crime, right, it, it's like Zimmerman. He went out to protect the neighborhood, right? When he saw somebody that was suspicious, he engaged in it. It's like he almost set up the crime thing. Then when he was losing, he cried wolf and shot him. And he got off for protecting himself. But where is the accountability for what we do? Like, at the end of the day, if you're engaging with the older men, engaging and going back and forth and things like that. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some people that are just straight predators that need to be locked up. So don't get me wrong. So I, I am in no way saying that, the, you know, the, the guy's okay. For, but but you got 15, 16, 17-year-old that you're acting like, right? You, you engage with a guy, right? And then instead of you being real like you could catch them online like think about it you could say all right we know who you are we're blah 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 don't do it again we're we'll be looking for you okay cool no they want you to meet they they entice you to meet because some of them look the trap me like they entice you to meet 
and and they have the video camera and it's all for viewing it's all for views it's all for thing because you know at, at the end of the day if you really cared about kids you could stop that man even before the cameras come on even before the cameras come on you know that's how i look at it why go through all the dramatics when at the end of the day you could stop that person even before the cameras go because think of it like this you're so concerned about kids right all that time you're talking to that guy Right. And you know, he's a pedophile, you know, he's a problem and you go and you during that time, he could be talking to somebody else. He could be talking to a real 14, 13, 12 year old girl and meeting her. But while you're trying to set him up for that one girl, he could be talking to how many other girls. But see, it's not about saving people. It really is. It's about the numbers and the shock factor. It really ain't about let me really save these little girls, you know, these little boys out here. No, it's about viewership. It's about, oh, we got you on camera and stuff like that. Because to me, why, why you doing all that back and forth? Sometimes it's weeks they're talking to these people. He could be doing something. He could be doing it to another person. So if you know he's a pedophile, he's sending dick pics and all this other stuff. And you still talking because you want that camera to catch him. There could have been four or five other victims. And see, what they don't tell you about that, they don't tell you how many people get off afterwards. They see, they show all that stuff, but they don't show you how much they get off afterwards because it's, it's a trap, man. See, that's how it is with black men. And then a lot of them is minorities. And one I'm seeing right now is minorities is black men. It's a young boy, 22, that's talking to a 15, 16-year-old. And then they want to put it on there. Not trying to justify what they do or anything like that. But what I'm saying is that's that's what they do. You know, but that's how I feel how America is when it comes to black men. You know, they put us in situations, then when we react, oh, see, that's how they are. You know, I was raised in the hood and no, I saw nothing but violence. But then you come jump at me, I'm defending myself, but I'm violent. I see nothing but cops killing us, harassing us. Then when I meet a cop and I'm acting a little bit scared. You want to escalate the situation because, oh, he's acted weird. Are you on drugs? Like, what are you talking about? I'm scared because at the end of the day, I'm seeing my I'm black man getting shot all the time. So I'm extra cautious. So maybe I'm not as cooperative because I'm scared. I've seen brothers be cooperative and still get shot. So I'm trying to make sure I don't get shot. But see, at the end of the day, they don't they don't see the setup. You know, they flood our communities with nothing but drugs. But then when we have rapists and killers and druggies and stuff like that, see, see how them black people are. See, that's how they are. They purposely get the black father out the home, pin the black woman and the black man against each other. Then say, see, they don't stick together. See, a black man is a deadbeat dad. When you're giving a woman and send them not to have the man in the house. By, oh, if I give if I give you this government money, if you have the man in the house, then I can't give you this money. All right, well, babe, you got to leave. Because then if he's in the house, what are you going to do? Oh, well, you in the house, so we're going to go after you for the money that we gave you. No, so why would I be in the house then? You know, or child support. Yeah, oh, pay your child support. Well, I don't have a job right now. You keep paying child support, then the warrants out on me. Then in the state of Florida, I don't know about the other state, but they spend your license. 
They want you to work. They want you to get money, but they suspend your license in the state of Florida. All places like New York City. Okay, you can get around by subway, subway train. They run 24 hours by New York, in, in, in Florida. Come on. But now I'm in child support. Every month I'm getting more. I'm owing more and more. I have, a, you know, a, a, you know, so I'm trying to get to work because I need a, I need a job. I need, you know, to work. So I chance the car. I hop in the car. I drive. I get caught. I'm charged with a felony because I'm driving without a license. And then it gets deeper and deeper. Then I put a get a warrant out on back child support. I mean, they set you up to fail. Especially when you're a black man. Every situation. Now, I'm not saying that there's no deadbeat dads out there. I'm not saying that there's no pedophiles out there. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not. But I'm saying is that they set up a situation, a scenario to make us the black, the bad guy. They set up these situations. Then when we react to it, the way that anybody would react to it. See, that's who they are. That's what, see, black men, they're violent. See, they're deadbeat dads. They're pedophiles. They don't care. They're violent. Because they set up situations. So, of course, my anxiety, depression is a problem because I'm always looking out for the setup. Because I feel like if a black man, I'm always getting set up. No matter what I do, I get set up to be the bad guy. To take the fall. Even when it's not my fault. I get shot by a cop. And instead of them saying, you know, young black man got shot by a police officer. No. Ex-convict, drug dealer from back in the day. I mean, look at Jay-Z's a rich black man worth a billion dollars. And they say ex-drug dealer. Beyonce's drug dealer boyfriend. That man ain't sell, sell no drugs in 30 something plus years. You know, they don't say it about Roddy Downey Jr., Tim Allen, ex-felon, uh, felon Tim Allen, ex-druggy uh, Iron Man. They don't do that. Not at all. So I'm being set up all the time. So even a black man like George Floyd, you know, he didn't do nothing. Was it question? His, he had a questionable past? Of course. But that past had nothing to do with that situation. Nothing. It had nothing to do with the situation. But what were they saying? Oh, you know, ecstasy, former arrest. They killed his name in the media. They killed that man. His his credibility. There's no credibility. Like I, I then they I don't care how he got there. Like whatever. He could have been on drugs. He could whatever. But there was no reason for that man to be on his chest and kill that man. When everybody's telling you, get off his chest. Nobody said, don't arrest him. Nobody said, don't, don't be the police and do. But they said, get off his chest. The man's choking. The man can't breathe. He's telling you he can't breathe. Had nothing to do with that. But they they demonized him in the media. His past and drug use, and this and that. They demonized it. That's what they do. He was right. He did nothing wrong in dying. You know, should he have been in jail or whatnot? I don't know. Counterfeit money order. Who cares? But there was no reason for that man to be on his chest that long to kill him. There's just no reason for it. Was it justified? But they demonized them. But that's what they do to black men. They demonize us. They make us the enemy. They put the, and, they, and mental health with us is traits. Everything negative about mental health is traits. We're violent. We're over sex. We got problems. We're, you know what I'm saying? It's always treat Debbie dads. Not good to our black women. We don't want black women. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, you know even, even gender, even gender, even when it comes to gender. 
identity disorder. You know? Oh, he's gay. He's this. He's that. He probably got, I mean, they put everything negative with mental health. They put on us as traits. Instead of saying, yo, it's a mental health problem. And that's the problem. So, you know, um, we have to be diligent in understanding what that these traits that have been put on us by society are not traits. They're mental health problems. And we need to be able to talk about it so we can go get the help we need, just like our white counterparts. We need understanding, too. Once again, I'm not trying to justify any negative behavior. I'm not trying to say because you have a past or you have a mental health that is okay for you to act a certain way. Nobody's saying that. But what I'm saying is that we need the opportunity to heal. We need the opportunity to see professional help. We need the understanding and the knowledge of people to understand that these are not traits. These are mental health issues and we need help to heal as well. Because at the end of the day, when the society says that these are traits, then unfortunately, they don't provide the help because for us, it's not mental health. It is just who we are. And at the end of the day, you don't need help for who you are. You need Jesus or you need to change your life. You don't need to go to a doctor. You don't need therapy. You don't need uh, drugs, you know, you, you, uh, medication. You don't need none of that because that's just who you are. And that's the problem we have when it comes to black men and mental health is that for us it is traits, but it's not seen as mental health. We need help. We need healing and we need others to see that as well. But also we need to start healing within ourselves. We need to understand that as a man it is okay for you to be emotional. It is okay for you to talk about your emotions. It is okay to talk to you, talk about what you're feeling because at the end of the day, that's another lie has been told us that we cannot talk about our feelings. And that's something that we need to get over in our community, that we're able to talk about our feelings. We're able to talk about uh, what we what we go through so we could get the proper healing that we need. And that's what is about healing. Everybody else gets opportunity to heal. Women, they get the sob story, especially black women. Oh, the guy uh, played you. He did this and all that. They get all the sympathy and understanding, but we don't. We're just dogs. We're just nothing. There's, we don't have a story. We don't have a past. We don't have a level of understanding that other people have. Once again, I'm not saying that black women don't have their own mental health problems and things they go through. Yes, they do. I'm just talking about black men and what we go through. And at the end of the day, just because you're right in one subject don't mean you're wrong in another. Just because, yeah, you have problems too don't mean that we don't have problems over here and that you don't understand our problems. And that's the problem we, we have in our society, that people see their problems and their issues and they justify what they do. But when it comes to us, there is no justification. There is no mental health. There's no understanding. There is no, oh, you know, let's see alternative. Why is a person acting this way? No, we don't have that. So since we don't get that reaction, we take it. This is who we are. And then we live a life uh, that could have been better, but we don't, we, we don't because we don't see the proper help. We don't, we, we're not, we're not open. People are not open to seeing us and understanding and, and, and help and, and helping us to get the proper help. Um, I think that's where I'm going to stop today One, I want to appreciate everybody that, uh, you know, tuned in Definitely appreciate it um, I want to uh, say, appreciate everybody that's buying the book You go on Amazon, type in Black Men's Mental Health Bible uh, And then Black Men's Mental Health uh, uh, Journal Get both of them It's not really expensive 
this book, like I said, is very important for you to check it out. Uh, you know, you can always check out my other ventures at, uh, you know, my, my uh, network, uh, where this podcast is posted, uh, is under the culture media. Uh, the Culture Play, which is our hosted podcast, hosted distribution company. Yes, I have that. Um, and uh, the Culture Radio, where uh, we have a whole bunch of co- podcasts that go on live. And then we have our streaming service, the Culture.tv, which is a streaming service. We stream and then we're doing original content pretty soon. Like when I add to TV, we produce it right now. We produce our own content, TV, streaming and stuff like that. So that's coming soon. Um, go to CastanoWilliams.com where you can see this podcast and my other podcast podcast as well cast a bell with me and my wife rsvb talk with my beautiful co-host uh miss o uh let me say cast a bell with my beautiful wife because i'm sure i know she's gonna say this say, oh i'm that beautiful of course you are my love you know what i'm saying that also the podcast guru if you really want to get into podcasting definitely uh go there uh i have my podcast that's starting uh pretty soon for that and video as well so definitely check that out as well and um yeah so uh, go on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Castor Williams, where you could get uh, the videos. I, I'm do, I do a minute video every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. I do a minute advice where I'm just giving general advice about things. Um, also, I'm going to be doing uh, Casting Over is Crazy, where I'm going to be giving tips or like some things to do, like, you know, how to save some money and the things I've learned over the years. Uh, and then also I probably will be doing uh black men's mental health, uh, podcast, uh, video as well, but that's in the works right now. Cause I have a lot of projects. And I don't want to spread myself too thin from my traveling and all that stuff. So, uh, once again, I appreciate everything, every, uh, everything you do, like anything you want to know about me, just go to castlewilliams.com and all the links are there for the book and my books and all that stuff. The podcast book, if you're interested in podcast, it was the number one seller on Amazon for about four weeks in a row. Appreciate everybody showing with love. So definitely check that out. All right. I appreciate everybody. And I'll talk to you until next week.